Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new podcast series called Teachable Moments, which is a podcast about how teachers in the Hastings on Hudson School District inspire students to be intellectually curious about the world around them through the study of topics that they are curious about. My name is Valerie Henning Piedmont, superintendent of the Hastings on Hudson School District, and it is my pleasure to share these conversations I've had with teachers and students about a content area or subject that they love. Through these conversations, I am introduced to how students get hooked on a subject or topic through their teacher's enthusiasm and approach to learning. We all remember our favorite teacher when we were in school. They inspired us and were potentially the reason why we chose to pursue a certain major in college or a career. Listen to how Melissa Shandroff a science, edu- science educator teaching in Hastings High School in Westchester County, New York, and two of her students, Mia Wiefkein and Juliana Ochacher, talk about a course called Science Research. Let me give you a little bit of Mrs. Shandroff's background. No matter when you see Melissa, her glasses are on her head and she greets you with a smile. Mrs. Shandroff has been teaching for 19 years, and most of those years, 18 in fact, were spent here in Hastings. She attended SUNY Buffalo where she earned her undergraduate degree in physical therapy. She practiced physical therapy for over 10 years before she changed careers and sought a degree at Teachers College at Columbia University in science education and emerged within a master's in arts degree. Much of her work uh, as a physical therapist was with children. And it also gave her an opportunity to to teach some physical therapy uh, courses at uh, New York University. According to Mrs. Shandroff, it was at this point in her career that she needed to make a decision about which direction to go in. So she decided to pursue uh, a career of teaching high school. According to her, it seemed to be a perfect combination between her her physical therapy career, which she really, really enjoyed, and also the the teaching of of, of classes as she had taught at uh, New York University. Um, According to Mrs. Shandroff, it was her high school physics teacher, Dr. Setman, who really inspired her, and he made physics fun, P-H-U-N. Uh, According to Mrs. Shandroff, um, every day um, she gets excited and she finds it rewarding uh, when she knows that students are excited and she's listening to their perspectives and she sees them enjoying learning science and exploring and, and, you know, taking on challenging problems and basically having fun. Uh, And for her, teaching is never boring. So take a listen to the conversation that Melissa and I had Um, where I basically just wanted to understand how she came to um, be interested in the science research course and what difference that's made in not only the lives of her children, but um, in her own life. This is a podcast series with Melissa Shandroff, uh, who is a science educator here at Hastings High School. How are you doing today, Melissa? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for inviting me in. Oh, thank you for agreeing to uh, be the first um, educator who uh, is a part of the series 
uh, which is all about celebrating great teachers and great teaching, and most importantly, how that inspires um, our students to develop a passion or an interest in um, a, a content area or, or a pursuit as a result of the experience that they've had as, as learners. Um, so I'm curious, you know, science research, you know, kind of can sound daunting and overwhelming or, you know, potentially something that might, you know, uh, not be everyone's cup of tea. How do children find their way to science research? I think the students who are interested in science research have uh, an interest that they are that they would like to pursue on a deeper level and knowing that that course allows you to do that I think is very attractive to certain students so they like the opportunity to delve in deep on a topic and spend basically two years in that. Two years. Yes, and, um, and that's I a long commitment. It is a long commitment, um, but the the students who do it are, you know, quite happy in the end from the skills that they gain through that experience. And and so, what would you say would be the profile of a student who um, knows that they're enrolling in a course? And I'm assuming they've had a pretty strong background in science. So they've had the, the regular sort of lineup of sciences from earth science up to, I'm assuming maybe, I don't know, chemistry? Yes. And plus a pretty healthy uh, background in, in mathematics. Mm -hmm. So what is the profile of, of a student who knows this is a two-year commitment and, and, and comes in with those two you know, parts of their background intact to, to be able to approach this? Right. Well, I think one of the key things for me is the student has to be an independent learner because I don't stand up and lecture in this class. It's really, we meet one-to-one -one, um, junior year. We have meetings, um, I try and do at least four a quarter where we sit down and we actually talk about their goals. We set individual goals and so we do some um, projects as a class so recently they just presented on an article that they've read but they're all of all different topics so but they have to be individually motivated um, to be able to participate in the class and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a hard science like chemistry it's not like you have to be in the lab mixing text chemicals and test tubes it can be a math project or a computer science project or a behavioral project so there's many opportunities even if you're not someone who might be taking AP Chem or AP Physics, maybe you're taking AP Psychology and you're interested in behavioral science. So it, it offers a wide range of opportunity for students. So if I hear you correctly, the students enter into science research already having sort of a sense of, you know, an area of science that they want to know more about or want to delve into more deeply. They can. Some students come in wanting to know a lot about everything, but we have to narrow have that down. Have to narrow down. that down. Yeah, so, um, but some students come in and know exactly what they want to do. Um, so it, it's really a mix. It's really a mix. Mm -hmm. So what kinds of projects uh, have, have been, you know, memorable to you? Um, let's see, there have been so many. <laughs> it's hard to even <laughs> uh, pare it down. Um, I've had students, I had one student many years ago who did a project on optical vortices. Hmm, what is that? Um, that is basically using 
uh, high-level physics and mathematics um, and optical physics. Okay. And essentially his work could lead to um, using lasers in surgery, for example. Fascinating. Um, So that was a really interesting project. Um, I had another student who did a project using E. coli to create a battery. Oh, my. Um, So... Um, last year I had, um, a student who did a project that she had great success with, but it was a project, um, using, um, oh gosh, I might have to repeat that. That's okay. That's all right. (laughs) So that's perfectly uh, fine. Let's see. I had well, just to give an example of something that's, um, so the diversity of projects. Mm-hmm, so I had two, mm-hmm. two boys last year who did a project with sharks, and they actually worked with a shark scientist, and they went out off the coast of Montauk, and they actually created these devices, these underwater um, devices that collect video, and they baited the these contraptions and tried to figure out what kind of sharks were coming to the area, were there juvenile sharks, was really what they were looking for. Oh, that's fascinating. In order to hopefully provide better conservation Mm-hmm. for the shark population mm-hmm. so they have that interest mm-hmm. and then they just so this this so the science research uh, course allowed them to you know, jump into that and actually develop a plan I'm assuming mm-hmm. that would you know allow them to be able to, to to get where they actually got which was to develop this this mechanism or this device that would test this right wow yeah that that's that's a high level of you know you know what performance or interests uh, of, of a high school student I mean you don't typically think of at least I don't typically think of that being something that a high school student has as an experience but that's remarkable yes yes and that student is now one of the one of the it was a team um, I think they're both studying animal science but I, I know for sure one who's come back to me and this year to visit and he's definitely deep into an animal science program so that is absolutely fascinating that it really is and and in terms of um, you know, over the years, the thing that I was real that I was struck by when I met you uh, over the summer during our curriculum research, our curriculum um, retreat, was that the program has grown over time. And and you know, in in some places, you know, these courses were, you know, you know, they're more performance based. And so I, I put science research in that category that it is, you know, performance based and and it's. Um, you know, there's a project, so you know, or project or problem that they have to sort of see through, you know, see themselves through, and that that it has to have some value somewhere, and that with all of that, and it's not a grade, it's not an easy grade. You take the test for it, and you get, you know, a grade for it, um, but it's it's a transformational experience for students, and you know. A, uh, a confirmation of a desire for them to pursue this, mm-hmm. but yet you are you have increased enrollment in term in, you know with all of that challenge described. So what do you think accounts for that? Like what is it that 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 you know has caused you now to have how many sections? I have three sections. Three sections of science research. Right. Most places can you know barely hold on to one. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you've noticed with regards to either, you know, students or, um, you know, what, 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 what perhaps accounts for that, you know, interest at this level? Well, I think what I hope accounts for it is that the students 
are hearing the skills that they gain from the course that they take with them for the rest of their life. Because not only, as you said, it's problem-based, so really from the beginning of doing a literature review and learning how to pe read a peer-reviewed journal article to actually performing an experiment, collecting data, analyzing that data, and then putting it all together in a paper so they learn how to write a full-length science research paper. I've had numerous students published in major journals. That's exciting. Um, as lead authors, co-authors, which is phenomenal. It is for phenomenal. A student. Um, and then the opportunity to present their research in a PowerPoint, they learn to present. So oral presentation, and then also as a making and presenting a poster. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, those are skills. I get texts and emails from students who've graduated who text me pictures of themselves at you know poster presentations. Oh, and, wonderful! You know, they're thrilled that they had the experience of making one in the past. Sure, and it made their experience in college a little bit easier for them. Oh, that's phenomenal! So. I mean, that talk about you know a practical set of skills that that actually do you know you know lead them to this next place in this you know pursuit in this you know this passion that they have that's that's really remarkable and extraordinary um, now what have you learned about your own teaching you know you have a role in the this in, you know the, the the fact that the enrollment has increased over time i mean they, there, there's something about you know what you your own you know it, it's, it's something about what you believe in or what you bring to the teaching that that has mattered for these young people it's not just that pursuit of you know the shark you know uh research but there's something that's happened in you know in the classroom what is it that you have noticed about your own teaching that um you know any of us can conclude has had a role in um cultivating more student interests um, I think, well, I think it goes back to how I started the course, and I really started the course after I spent, I was accepted into this program at Columbia University for science, um, science teachers, mm -hmm. science, summer, summer science research teachers mm -hmm. program, and I spent two summers doing genetics research myself. Wow. And when I left that um, program, one of the things was to try and bring some of the, what you did there back to the classroom. Mm -hmm. So ultimately I decided to just create a science research class which would provide an opportunity for these students to do science research because I loved the experience for myself. And I did not know that there was a whole community of science research teachers out there. So this was, uh, I think I started in 2007 with okay. this program, 2007, 2008. Um, and my student who did the optical vortices project, we found out about, I found out about a science um, competition that he could enter. So he entered this competition and it was called the Siemens competition. It just stopped a few years ago. They, they yes. stopped the competition, mm -hmm. but um, he ended up becoming a semifinalist and then he was a regional finalist and he won that and we went to um, Pittsburgh to compete at um, at the college there, mm -hmm. and then he made it to the nationals, and he ended up placing third in the nation. Oh wow! And he won a forty thousand dollars scholarship. That's incredible. <laughs> which was amazing. Absolutely. But that kind of set me on this path, like, wow, what a skill! And then I didn't realize there were other competitions. So then I kind of started 
delving into those more and finding out more about them and having slowly having my students start to compete. So I didn't start this class to compete. Sure, sure. I didn't know that existed. Mm -hmm. Um, I just kind of came into it in a backwards way. But I think having those competitions is, uh, it's a motivator. And sure. it's, I tell my students that's not, it's, you know, if you win or lose, I don't care. Like, win or lose, what does that really mean? Sure. It's more, I want you to get this experience mm-hmm. and have this experience that will take you through your life. When you're presenting to your colleagues at your job, you will have had that experience of standing up. Um, you know, just being judged and mm-hmm. talking to your judges who are scientists mm-hmm. as a colleague mm-hmm. rather than as a student teacher, that's really an experience. Oh, it is. Um, so, so that's kind of the trajectory. And mm-hmm. I think as I've built my program around my beliefs about what skills I want them to come out mm-hmm. with, I think that has hopefully, you know, encouraged more students to take part in the course. That's when well, that's wonderful. I mean, you can cert- I can certainly see how you know that experience and 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 being a part of it, as you said, a network or community of other science educators who are who took this course and who are part of this, you know, uh, of introducing this to you know their their high school. Um, wh- wh- so what wh- what does a teacher do, you know, to to you know start this like so so you so there was a course that's offered at, at uh, Columbia University and then they come back to their I'm assuming high school principal and ask you know or, or describes the process but I'm assuming the high school principal signed off from the from the from the outset to mm-hmm. uh, you know to make sure that you attended um, was there an interest so that you have an interest potentially in starting this or you know what what led you to the pursuit of that the course the course well I, I, I can't even remember how I found out about this, the, the course that I took, um, but you know, it was an, I just decided I would apply to it, and once I was accepted, so they're really, honestly, two different things. I think they don't expect us to come back and create a science research mm-hmm. class, but mm-hmm. rather incorporate, incorporate. science okay. research techniques within our classes. Okay. So, for example, the first year after I did the um, the program at Columbia, my the grad student that I worked with in my lab came in and did a lab with my students. So in my living environment course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's more okay. along the lines of what they wanted. I just personally thought I'd like to start this course. That's great. And so then I, yeah, I went to the principal and proposed a new elective. And that's how I got the elective started. Most, uh, many schools in Westchester County, though, they go through University of Albany. Mm-hmm, SUNY Albany mm-hmm. has a science research program okay. that was really started, I believe, by um, a teacher at Byram Hills. Okay. Um, and so many of them do that program and there's guidelines through that program. Mm-hmm. I didn't start that way okay. and I didn't go through that program. So my program is different okay. than many schools in Westchester, sure, but sure. that was pretty established before I even had this idea in my head. Right. It's just, I didn't know about sure. that program before I started mine. Sure. Sure. So. Absolutely. And I'm assuming you stay in touch with that, that your, your network of other science research educators. Yes, and the science research teachers in Westchester are amazing and 
the teacher at Yorktown High School has really brought our community together. Um, and we meet together on a regular basis. We, between meetings and just meeting socially, um, we all know each other, we all encourage each other and help each other. And it's really quite a pleasure to teach this course and have that community out there mm-hmm. to um, you know, help, to help us. That's great, that's it great. Yeah. Any thoughts of like a convention with all of your former science uh, research cl- uh, students? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. I always think I should have like a get together every June for all the students to just come back. And that would see be remarkable. Yes, I'm sure it would so. energize other students to to know that you know mm-hmm. that that their experience in you know in science in the science research course you know led them to certain places and to be able to 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 learn about what those places were mm-hmm. and and you know and bring that back to other students whether they you know are they know about the science research course or not but just that sort of keeps that community flourishing in a sense right right yes it would be great so, so anything i can do to help just let me know okay thank you so any other final thoughts about the you know the, about the course about the students about the you know intersections to in the in, within the other sciences or how this you know really you know builds this sense of you know what it means to understand and use science and the role of science in you know the lives of students in, in all of our lives. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's a great experience for these students to have, and um, I think. Um, I'm losing my train of thought. That's what editing is all about. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the students are just amazing. They're amazing to work with. They're motivated. Um, and I have all levels also. And as long as the student is willing to come in and do the work and they're aware of what needs to be done and they follow through, they'll succeed in my course. So, um, you know, and again, that concept of there's the world is your oyster, mm-hmm. really. They can really do anything they want. And um, we're having my junior class this year is having a tremendous amount of success contacting different researchers throughout the country mm. who have offered to help them. That's and wonderful. That is really exciting. That is very exciting. So those are they have science mentors in a sense, and science they research do. mentors. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I had one student who's interested in mathematical modeling and statistics, and so he had read this article uh, and written by this particular researcher, and so I was like, send him an email, see if he could work with you, you've got an idea. So he sent him an email, and the researcher said, sent back, and he's already started him on his project, and so he's out in Kansas, and they just have an email relationship to help coordinate his project. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Because that's that real-world part of that, that right. authentic experience that students, you know, can, uh, you know, can tap into that's beyond, you know, their own, you know, world here in Hastings. And, but yet, you know, they, they see that that is what you do. I mean, you can, you know, through electronics, I mean, through, our, through technology, there really are no walls that we, you know, are sort of bound by. So that's just really awesome that they're learning that yeah. early. I, I have one other story, if I if you don't mind me sharing, mm-hmm. but I have um, a group of students. It kind of came evolved um, from, from for different reasons, but anyway, I have two girls who are going to go to Africa to Mozambique this summer. 
and do research at an um, organization called All Out Africa. Wow. And they will be doing research um, on some type of megafauna, whale sharks or loggerhead turtles. Um, that so, is incredible. Yes, it's it's almost definite. They're in the final stages, so hopefully all will go through. But that's another example of them reaching out and getting feedback. And oh, is that ever? Yeah, I mean, and that I'm talking about. You know, a passion taking you. You know, far you know far beyond. You know, your your wildest dreams, and that they that these students have an opportunity to do that. Yes. You know, well before they leave high school. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what a great launching pad. Yes. So thank you so much, Melissa. Thank I really you. have enjoyed. Uh, learning more about you know what what would interest students in, pr- in the pursuit of a course that you know for most students could be very daunting and overwhelming, but yet there's so many benefits derived from you know going through the experience and you know, being led by your passion. Yes. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning. I am talking to Juliana Chacher, who is a senior here at Hastings High School. She also happens to be a student in Ms. Shandroff's science research uh, class, and I, I'm interested in her experience and how she came to choose um, science research and uh, what she's learned about, you know, not only the field or uh, and about her own learning, but perhaps what she wants to even do with uh, her, uh, the experience that she had in, in, in the science research course, and of course, what, what projects she pursued. Um, so, good morning, Juliana. Good morning, thank you for having me here today. Uh, awesome, I'm so happy that you had some time. I know it's a very busy time of the year with, you know, getting ready for midterms and also your college um, yes. process. <laughs> uh, so, uh, thank you again. You're welcome, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So could you tell me about how you came to choose uh, the science research course? Yes, absolutely. Um, So my mom was actually a marine biologist, and growing up I heard all these fascinating stories about her time as a scientist, and that's always intrigued me. Um, So when I heard about science research, I was really excited um, to have my own opportunity to do science research, because that's something I've heard about growing up and I've been so excited about. And what I didn't realize about science research is you can do whatever you want with it. You can do a math project, a biology project, I mean, psychology, like you name it, you can do it in this class. So I just had every opportunity I wanted to and I could really come up with my own idea and do exactly what I wanted with it. And what did you what did you have in mind? You know, did you did you did you go into the course thinking that you know that you already have like a project or an area that you did, were interested in? I did, in? and it is not what I end up doing. <laughs> I went in thinking that I wanted to look at how allergies develop in fetuses and how parents ah. can kind of prevent allergies rather than dealing with them in infancy. Oh wow! How fascinating! How did you stumble upon that? I was actually babysitting once, and I've been babysitting for this family for about six months when the mom hands me an inhaler and says, my son has a peanut allergy, and I was just so baffled that I had been with this kid for so long and not known about an allergy. Interesting. And I just know it is such a huge problem for other families. Sure, sure. Um, So I really wanted to look at how we could prevent allergies rather than just treating them with EpiPens and inhalers. That's fascinating. That is an interesting way to to kind of get get into that, just by kind of, you know, being in a situation and then seeing something that would just just right. I, I would be terrified sticking a needle into this 
two-year-old's leg. So absolutely, absolutely, gotta be a better way. There, absolutely, and I'm I'm glad that that struck your your sort of sense of curiosity. And that that led you to this inquiry, which was, you know, you, you pursued in the science research course. So how did you develop that idea or what did you do to explore that? So to explore that idea, Ms. Chandroff had us email a bunch of researchers. We read a ton of articles, um, a bunch of journal articles, and we would just reach out to the authors. And I got so many rejections. I mean, I think I got between 30 and 45 rejection <laughs> letters. And it was just... I mean, that, that is what being a scientist is. You get tons of failure right. and very few successes. And that was frustrating, but that's life. It's, it's, and it, but you know what? What's phenomenal is that, you know, it's no small thing for anyone to get that many rejections and to not feel a sense of, like, discouragement. That at any point, did you feel discouraged? Well, I did feel discouraged, and I realized that maybe I was looking at the wrong area. Um, a lot of people were looking for college-age students to work in a lab, to work with infants, and I, I just understand that's not my age right now. Mm-hmm. So I decided to switch my project. Okay. Um, I looked at doing an independent project, serving middle and high school students mm-hmm. on their relationship with um, e-cigarettes and oh, wow. specifically. Okay. Then now that's uh, certainly a timely topic, right? Yes, hot topic right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you switched lanes because it was the, 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 the original sort of curiosity that you had kind of was maybe, you know, not, you were not of the age to be able to pursue it in the way that you would have wanted to. Exactly. Okay. You know, they were looking for someone to do paperwork in their lab. And uh-huh. I just, if I couldn't be in there doing hands-on, I didn't want to do it. Okay. So part of, the, 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 of your project would involve maybe an on-site internship and that that just was not something it that... It was not this, something I could get. Through by pursuing this one, correct. Awesome, and and then so then the e-cigarette, um, uh, you know, pathway or journey led you to where? So I I first began writing this survey, just basic questions about how many times people have tried e-cigarettes, where they use e-cigarettes, how they purchase them because they are illegal for middle and high school students, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. But I actually. I reached out to a local statistician and she helped me create like fantastic questions that really engaged the the participant in my research and got way, way better results. So oh, that was great. fantastic. Um, I also got some feedback from pediatricians and an e-cigarette researcher at the University of Stony Brook. Wow. Who further helped me develop my my um, survey, which was phenomenal. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. So you, you finished the survey, and the survey then led to, uh, what, so what was the next thing? What was the outcome of the survey results? Sure. So the survey results were, I guess, not at all what I expected. Mm. What did you expect? I, I, well, I compared a lot of the statistics I received with state and national averages. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing I looked at was the current user rate, which is the um, like the amount of students that have used e-cigarettes in the past month, okay. which is the national definition sure. of the current user. And we were like 10 times higher um, in some grades. Right. Which that, was really astonishing. Right. And this, so this came out of, did, did, this, that, did that information come out of that um, uh, student assessment, or the youth assessment survey that, that students take in grades 8, 10, and 12, or was that a no, totally separate? No, this is okay. totally separate. Okay, okay. Yes. So, so the use was a lot greater uh, use if you looked greater. at the national data. Is that what you're saying? 
the use was greater in our school than in national. Oh, data. wow. Yes. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. Yes. Okay. But, so. but the most, um, I guess the coolest thing that I found was perception of e-cigarettes was really different compared to users and non-users. Oh, what was that? Users thought e-cigarettes were cool and fun and socially acceptable, and non-users thought that they were dangerous and gross and used adjectives like that to describe e-cigarettes. There's a totally different perception among these different communities. Sure, sure. And then what did you do with that, those results? So was this then a paper or, so what did you, how did, how did you present all of this? And then was it, you know, and then, then did it become like a form of advocacy for you to maybe, you know, you know, promote more of an understanding? So what did you do with all of this? So the culmination of the science research class really comes in this research paper that we write in the beginning of senior year, which was Fantastic. I mean, it was great to get all of this out. And I can't say I enjoyed it, but I guess I did kind of enjoy uh-huh, it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, because you're smiling. That's the dead giveaway right there. <laughs> because, like, this this project became my baby over the summer, and I just, you know, I was researching every day, and it was great. So we wrote this paper, and now we're preparing for two competitions that are coming up. Wonderful. But in between those two things, I did present at Family Unite to some parents. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you. That was I'm really sorry exciting. I missed your presentation. No, I was that's okay. in a couple of them, but that whole thing was that whole gathering, Family Universe is really amazing concept, it was, right? It was, yeah. Everyone had a great time that night. Um, so I did that and, and also just talking to my friends and family about what I found I think has been huge. Uh-huh. Because people don't realize how much of a problem it is, I guess, in our community. I think it's so much easier to say, yeah, you know, I saw I saw the news, I saw that kid died, but that was in Oklahoma. You know, that see. was in California, mm-hmm. but this really brings it to our community. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and in terms of your, so you're, you've written the paper already and you presented it at, at Family University? Yes. And, and then you're still in the science research course? Yes, we are preparing for competitions. Oh, now. competitions yes. now. So, so then c- competing with, with, with what, the other Rivertown uh, high schools or more nationally? So there, there's a couple levels of the competition. This is like total, you know, science fair, like geek out situation. It's <laughs> <laughs> super fun. We're going to um, JSHS. That's our first competition. Oh, wonderful. That's the Junior Science and Humanities Symposium. Oh, lovely. So those are students from, I believe, Westchester and Long Island competing. Wow. Um, and then we'll compete in WESF, which is the Westchester Science and Engineering Fair. Okay. And if you place in some of those competitions, you can advance to further ones. You know, there's state, sure. nationals, and et cetera. And when is this happening? Uh, February and March. Okay, so wonderful. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. That is so exciting. Yes, we're very excited. Wow. And that's, and that's part of, you know, is that, so is that, so why is students knowing that this is not the typical, you know, um, not even, not even a typical course experience, mm-hmm. not a typical science experience. What, why is it that, that students, you know, maybe drawn to this? Is it the competition? Is it the, what is it that led you as a student here? You know, yeah, you told me, you talked mm-hmm. to your, your mom has always been talking about, you, yeah. know, she's, you know, her certification, you know, her, her, her studies as a, mi- a marine biologist. Yeah. But what, once you got into the course, what else there, you know, kind of, you know, motivated you? Um, part of it I've got to say is Miss Shandroff. She is so fantastic. She, like, there are no boundaries, I guess, in that class. She just, she lets you come up with your idea 
and somehow she knows about it. Like, she just knows everything about everything and will help you find someone. I mean, I, I was calling someone in, like, California one night at 9 p.m., and she's like, oh, don't worry, I'll be on that call with you. And she's, <laughs> I mean, she called me from an airport. Like, she's always there for you, and it's fantastic to have that kind of support. That is, it's, it's, actually, it's, it's absolutely astonishing, and it is, you know, um, not a surprise. And when you talk to Mrs. Shandroff, as I have, I, I actually get it, you know, why, you know, students would want to roll up their sleeves to that degree and yes. jump in there because they come in interested and then she just takes you to that next level yes. of, of, of interest. Um, and what has it taught you? What has the experience taught you about yourself, you know, about who you are as a learner, a problem solver, a thinker, etc.? It's, it's definitely taught me that, um, Maybe I'm stubborn, determined. You, you can call it either one. But um, I, I don't give up once I have an idea. I mean, I just, I kept sending emails and I kind of knew it wasn't going to work out. But even when I got all those rejections, you know, I pulled myself together and I came up with another idea. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I did what it took to get everything done. And I, I'm very proud of myself for that. You should because be. Because it, it is a lot, but I've loved every step of it. And that, you know what, I, so what you, do, what you describe as a combination of, you know, you were determined and stubborn, that's called perseverance. That's what that's called. And so, so, and this experience was really, um, that brought that together for you. Mm-hmm. And had you had any other experience that, te- that sort of took you to this limit before? Uh, well, in the middle of sophomore year, I did switch high schools. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so that definitely took some perseverance. Sure did. You know, figuring out all those, like, unspoken rules of exactly. high school. And even just how to get around. Sure, sure. And you managed. I did. I, ma- I made it here, you right? Sure I'm a did. senior now. You so. sure are. You sure are. In the year in which you're going to graduate. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. And how did that experience, I mean, did, did, it, did it, you know, uh, uh, influence your college, you know, uh, choices or your your potential major. Um, that's an interesting question. I I don't know, of course, what would have happened if I stayed at my old high school. Mm-hmm, you know, how, mm-hmm. how could be now? But but I am just so much happier here. Mm. I I love everything about this school, and I've made great, you know, friendships and relationships with teachers and faculty. So so I think having that support has really allowed me to look into. Maybe schools that I wouldn't have looked into. Sure. I know I definitely want to go into a nursing school. Oh, that's so. cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you. I'm very excited. Yeah, yes. yeah. And all of this though is part of it, and you know, and 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 you know that you know that sort of STEM is is so much a part of the health field now. You it know, is. That, that it's, it you, is. You, you know, you can't separate it. So it's really so this this indirectly in my own assessment and just yeah. listening to your enthusiasm, Juliana, it did in fact you know yeah, it's creep whole into public your health thought. Kind of Right, right. That's lovely. I love it. Thank so it you. all led back to when you were babysitting, this little person yes. and this little person little Parker. had a <laughs> peanut allergy and he had an inhaler and you were, you got, you, you, you developed this curiosity about like, so why is that? How did that happen in a fetus? So that's so cool. Thank you. So anything else you want to, would you like to say to any other student who is maybe, you know, uh, thinking about science research, you know, as a course or, 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 you know, is there anything that you can, you know, any wisdom you can impart to that, to those, to any of those people? Um, yeah, absolutely. I would say if you have any sort of interest in the sciences, just, just look up something that you're passionate about. There is so much out there, but there's also a ton out there that we don't know. So you could be 
the one to discover that. I mean, if you look at these, you know, JSHS and WESF websites, there are students 15 years old, 14 years old that have discovered planets that oh, were yeah. like undetectable by NASA. I just saw that. And, something. I saw something on yes. a, a student who had done that, and right? I think like, you're cancer. Like, you, if you have an interest in this, you could do something great for your community, great for the world. And, you know, We'd love to have you. That's so. wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Well, your enthusiasm alone has sold me. I mean, if I were like <laughs> if I were like twelve and I heard this, I would you know want to run to Mrs. Chandroff and sign up. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so yeah, much, Juliana. For me. Awesome. Have a great rest of uh, today, this week, and this month, and you know we'll see you soon. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks again. I'm with Mia Vithkind, who's also a senior here at Hastings High School, and she is a student in the science research course. Um, and so I was interested in hearing Mia talk about uh, her experiences in both uh, you know, making the decision to actually take the science research course um, and kind of you know how that has shaped her as a thinker or as a problem solver. Um, where has it led her in terms of planning for her, you know, for her, for the next phase in her life, which is, you know, graduation from Hastings High School and going on to a college, you know, did that, did that course or any other collection of courses influence her thinking, um, and what she's going to study and then what she could, you know, recommend or su suggest to other students, uh, who might not necessarily even know that science research, a science research course exists but that not only does it exist, but, you know, perhaps Mia has some thoughts about, you know, what, you know, what probably could incentivize them to think about it as an option for them as well. So hello, Mia. Hello. Thank you so much for spending time with me to share your experiences about uh, the science research course. Uh, I think I told you how I got interested in the science research course, and it was through conversation with Ms. Shandrop right, over the summer. Right. And I was just fascinated by how, by, uh, by how she grew the course and uh, the numbers of students who were in the course. So how did you become interested in the science research course? Uh, well, basically, I've always really liked, liked the brain and kind of learning about neuroscience. And I had a really great opportunity the summer before I was a junior to uh, actually participate in an internship at a, at a science lab nearby. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so when I started my junior year of high school, um, I found out that there was a science research course at my school, and I didn't really know anything about it, but I wanted to sign up since I had the internship experience, and I thought I'd be able to do a lot more with what I had learned over the summer if I took that course and built on it. Mm -hmm. so, how, so what was the internship, and then how did you, how did you come to have an opportunity to, to participate in an internship? Um, yeah, so I was able to apply to a program for high school and college interns at a laboratory centered around neuroscience and rehabilitation for stroke patients. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, and it was really, really interesting. Um, they were able to kind of teach me the reins and how everything worked within the lab, but um, I had a mentor who helped me understand everything, but for the most part, they gave me the tools to work with and they just guided me as I conducted uh, my own experiments within the lab. And it was a really, really great opportunity to not only learn, but just to kind of get 
experience and you know figure out if this would be a career I'd actually be seriously interested in. Oh, that's really neat. So what led you to the area of neuroscience? Um, it's a little hard to pinpoint, I guess. Um, well, I used to watch the TV show Brain Games as a kid. Oh, okay. I can so, understand that. So, yeah, from that point, <laughs> I was, like, really interested in optical illusions and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it kind of grew where I would, like, kind of stay up and read about different types of uh, neurological disorders. Mm. And I also had, um, unfortunately, experiences with family members who okay. suffered from diseases. Okay. So that kind of pushed me further to specifically look into neuroscience. Fascinating. That is wonderful. And then from there, how, you chose the science research course uh, because of the experience, pretty much the most recent experience you had at, yes. in, in, the, in the lab. Um, so what about that, you know, experience, um, I mean, what you've experienced in your science research course builds upon or stretches or enhances, you know, your original um, uh, uh, internship over the summer? Um, well, during the internship, I learned a lot of actual material, I guess, and experience. But when I started science research, I learned a lot more about how to actually use the results that I got from my experiments. So I learned how to write a paper and how to understand, I guess, creating my own diagrams and um, analysis. And Ms. Shandroff was also very helpful in teaching me, I guess, the process of applying what I learned and received from the lab in, I guess, competitions and other opportunities to submit my papers for more recognition. That's very cool. And so what have you what have you written about? Like what have you what have you done so far in terms of uh producing uh you know papers or or going to different competitions? I understand there's just some competitions yes. you could you could participate in. Um so I wrote my first paper last year as a junior after my first summer as an intern and it was essentially supposed to be structured like an actual peer-reviewed article, so I had an, you know, an introduction, my results, a discussion, all of that mm-hmm. kind of things, and then I was able to submit that along with a poster, and I was able to compete in a couple of local competitions, and it was, I mean, I didn't, I had no idea there was like an entire world of high school science fairs. I wouldn't have known that either. Yeah, it's, huh. I had always imagined like the stuff from elementary school where you have like, you know, a volcano. And stuff. Right, right. But it's like an entire serious like setup with, you know, ginormous posters and there's an award ceremony. And it's a really big deal. And I, it was a really good experience. And I actually ended up um, being able to advance to another competition that was extremely cool because it was international oh wow so yeah it was it was about a full week and they had specific days where you could interact with the students from all of the different countries and it was it was really cool that was fascinating so so was that was the international competition local was it you know was it here somewhere here in the new york area yeah it's um hosted at suny geneseo okay and it's yeah, so I guess it's upstate. Upstate, uh-huh. Uh, and I think you can apply normally to participate, but you can also enter 
uh, if you advance from a separate competition in New York or maybe surrounding states. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. And then, and so the, so what did you write about that got you to this point of, you know, advancing to the, to the international, to the international level? Yes. Yes. So, uh, well, I wrote a paper, uh, detailing everything that I got from my experiments in the lab that first summer. Okay. But the actual advancement to the international competition is probably more poster based. Okay. So I was able to give a presentation with a poster and then if um, the judges were, I guess, invested in what I had to say and the impact I was trying to create within the neuroscience field, Mm -hmm. then I was able to, um, I guess, win an award that helped that included a trip to the international fair. Oh, wow. And, and so what was your, what was the, what was the basis of your paper? Like, what were mm-hmm. you, what, what idea did you write about that kind of, I guess, advanced yeah. the, the field? Um, <laughs> to think about, you're as a, at the time, what, a 17-year-old? Yeah. Uh, were you 17 then, or 16? Yes, I think I was, yeah, I would have been 17 Okay, time. so what is a 17, what did a 17-year-old <laughs> uh, contribute to the advancement of the field of neuroscience? Which I think is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so since the lab I worked at focused on uh, neuroscience and specifically uh, neurological degeneration, mm. so things like strokes and Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, so I focused on a similar topic. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, I've been trying to develop a new drug that we don't really understand how it works. We know it offers protection against certain types of cell death, Mm -hmm. but if we want to actually move forward in creating a new form of medication, we need to understand what the drug is actually doing within the body. Okay. Is this a drug that is currently on the market or one that you would think that you would... um, uh, are, you were proposing that should potentially be on the market? Um, it is. I, th- I think it's on the market. It's approved by the FDA. Okay. Um, so, because we do know at the very least that it offers enough uh, protection to help people, but we just still have no idea what it's actually doing. Mm. So, if we can understand this drug, which is called a Daravone, mm-hmm. then it's helpful not only for, I guess, just knowing more about it, but also because uh, seeing which pathways it uses within the cells in the body can also lead to further advancements in understanding the disease itself. Mm. Because then we know, okay, so this drug is stopping this from happening. Mm -hmm. So now we know that that specific element is important for future uh, medication against that disease as well, or even preventing it with, I guess, upcoming technology. Hmm. That's fascinating. So, so do you mean like artificial intelligence combined with a drug, you know, mm-hmm. a drug regimen? Yeah, I guess so. I don't have anything to do mm-hmm. with that field, mm-hmm. but I would imagine it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Now that's fascinating. I mean, you know, that, you know, that sort of like, it's almost, you know, what the last kind of big sort of puzzlement, right? Is mm-hmm. that, you know, how does the brain, how does the brain work and what happens when the part doesn't, right? Yeah. And yet you have, you know, uh, aging population, right? Lots mm-hmm. of people 
and people, you know, like me who are headed <laughs> towards, you know, I, you know, hopefully longevity, Mia, Mia, you know, my grandmothers lived a lot longer than my grandfathers, but, you know, there's longevity on the female side. And, um, you know, it's, it's really heartbreaking for those families yeah. who have, you know, family members uh, who have Alzheimer's or, mm-hmm. or some, you know, form of dementia. That is just a, um, a terrifying disease. Yeah. So thank you for having developed an interest in it because, you know, it certainly is going to be uh, an area where I know there's a, you know, I know that there are like, you know, lots of, you know, um, lots of interest in, 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 in advancing mm-hmm. the this understandings of how the brain works and what happens when there is a, you know, through stroke or, you know, other things that happen that lead to certain parts of the brain, you know, not operating and therefore all these things happen as right. a result, Right. Um, so in terms of this, this, the competition and in terms of the experience in science research, what has it taught you about yourself as a learner or, you know, cause this is, you know, fascinating that you had this interest, you know, from coming from, you know, what is it? Brain games to <laughs> yeah. reading more and then having, you know, this amazing internships, internship experience prior to your starting the science research course like what now do you under you know what do you know about yourself as a learner which then leads to the next question so what are you doing about this area of of interest that you have for yourself um well i think through science research in the internship i've definitely learned that for me personally i really enjoy learning and benefit from learning with actual experience. Um, I think it's really helpful for students to get a lab experience and then actually bring it to school with them because it teaches you a lot more than just taking notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's not so much as a realization, but it's also helped me a lot with my analytical skills and just my ability to kind of um, I guess write what I'm saying, but kind of make it more clear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, That's important. Yeah, it's definitely a long process, but considering where I started last year, I think it's definitely been a good. Um, not just as science research alone, but mm-hmm. it's helped me in my other classes as mm-hmm. well when I'm trying to understand certain concepts in biology or I have to write a paper. And it's, it's definitely different from writing a paper in, for example, English or mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. So it's, ni- it's been nice being able to have a little bit of knowledge about writing in scientific terms mm-hmm. compared to uh, the other experience I've had so far in mm-hmm. school. Oh, that's really neat. I mean, so, because then that's a lifelong skill, right? You know, mm-hmm. so being able to, to know what audience, you know, sort of what, what audience you're writing for and then being able to write and, right. you know, determine that format and, 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 and on what does a, per, what do you do then to ensure that the, you know, whatever you're writing about is, you know, it's, it's clear, you know, and it's, you know, tailored to that audience. So, uh, and being able to translate that into other areas that are not necessarily this particular course is, is pretty phenomenal. I mean, that is the dream is that, you know, all these skills coalesce and come together and that you utilize them throughout. You, you find the parts to kind of embed throughout. So that's really, really neat. 
Um, any wisdom or any um, um, sort of um, thoughts uh, to share with any student who might be listening to this podcast and who might say, you know what, I'm not that way, so that was that I can never do that kind of work or that, you know, or maybe I would. So what would right. you say to a student who was listening to the podcast about, you know, considering, you know, that experience of science research? Well, um, I guess, first of all, you definitely have to be willing to spend a summer working, which... Uh, I know is a little bit controversial given <laughs> <laughs> that you kind of want to enjoy doing nothing. All it's summer. a lot a bit controversial. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but in my opinion, it's definitely worth it. Um, not only because you're getting a work experience, but also just because it's nice to be, I guess, occupied. So you're still kind of active over the summer. And I personally, I didn't see it as a loss for my summer, um, especially because usually labs, especially if you're at a university, also have students there. Mm. So it's not just like you're sitting there alone in a cold room. Right. <laughs> There's other people that you can talk to and actually make friends with. That's you know? great. Yeah. As for the class itself, um, it's a lot of uh, reading, I guess, but it's you get to pick the articles you want to read, so it's always very oh, interesting, and you get to learn more about your topic. So I think if you have something you're interested in, or even if you're not sure, but you think there's something you might want to explore, it's definitely worth it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and, and I love the idea of you know reading to you know explore your interests and that you're reading about things you're interested in, yeah. right, within science. So that, that doesn't, you know, that's really incredible. Um, so in terms of your choices for, you know, once you leave Hastings High School, so what are you thinking of in terms of a major or even um, a university? Because I know you're, you're, you know, you're still on the fence. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure which university I'm going to yet, but I've definitely been applying to schools that are known for having a strong program in um, at least biology, but specifically neuroscience is really what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've kind of wanted to major in neuroscience for um, at least like maybe since eighth grade. Mm -hmm. um, but being able to work in a lab and then getting experience in science research, actually writing papers and applying to uh, competitions kind of just like solidified that I really enjoy this field. Um, the only other thing I've been considering is I'd actually like to, if I don't go into uh, neurological diseases, mm -hmm. I think I'd want to combine neuroscience and linguistics. Wow. Since <laughs> I know those are uh, intertwined in the scientific part that if you look at the brain. Sure, sure. Um, so I thought that would be a nice way to tie in because I also really like learning languages. Yeah. So that's my other option. That's pretty neat. I really love that. I mean, it's it, you know that's another um, kind of area of, of you know of, of I think that you know lots of people think about when they think about their capacity mm -hmm. that the brain you know that we still can learn and we probably don't use most of our brain right. What is it? Some small percentage, you know, single you know you know of, of some some small percentage of our brain is actually utilized. So I think that's pretty neat. Um, and languages, you know, the, the ability to speak, right, is tied to some of those yeah. other disorders, right, and or diseases of the brain. Uh, so, Mia, I have learned so much about 
how you got interested in, you know, the field that now has, you know, uh, uh, grown into an area that you will be studying in college. You don't know your college yet, but I have a feeling you're going to choose well. Thank you. So thank you so much, Mia. I really enjoyed um, just seeing the science research course from your perspective and the experiences that led up to that, Mm -hmm. you know, your choices. And I just think it's really cool that, you know, you are just furthering your interests and exploring it and and doing it because you want to do it, which is pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've enjoyed being here. Awesome. Great. I'll see you again because I'm probably also going to ask you to participate in something else called uh, Senior Moments. Thank you, Mia. Have a great day. Sure. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this segment of Teachable Moments with Mrs. Melissa Shandroff, science educator, and two of her students, Mia and Juliana, who are in her science research course. Please join me again for another segment of Teachable Moments with teachers who inspire students in the Hastings-on-Hudson School District. Thank you.